Hello, hello, happy Thursday. This is Bob Bolden and we are, oh, let's see, about a third of the way into our Difference Maker series. Um, and I'm super, super excited today. Matter of fact, it is cold outside. I am glad that we are not outside right now. I don't like the winter, but I digress. As I get older, I don't like it anymore. I digress again. I think I'm turning into that guy that as I get, get older, I want to be somewhere warm. Sorry, that probably added no value to you, but I just had to share that. It's just how I'm feeling. So I'm here with my good friend, Michelle Magner. Give you a quick intro on Michelle. She has 12 years of combined experience working with seniors, seven years caring for her grandmothers, and five years in senior living. Michelle loves to learn, which I can personally vouch for. The energy this lady has around learning is contagious. And she's been pushing out of her comfort zone, which is really why she's part of this Difference Maker series. As you know, in this series, we're trying to, to, uh, to introduce you to people that, you know, live lives like you and I do. But they're realizing, man, there's something more. There's something more that I can get out of myself, what God put in me. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna push out and, and, and I love the way she termed that. She's been pushing out of her comfort zone in order to reach people, to share ideas on how we can be thinking and feeling about aging. So I probably just kind of did a faux pas there, Michelle, by saying I'm getting old and I'm turning into that you guy. Did. That you absolutely thinking, did. Oh, I almost poked you. I feel but like a ding dong. I'm glad to be here so I didn't <laughs> want to uh, start by poking you. Well, that's a great that's a great example, isn't it? It is. Talk about that a little bit in the work that you that you do. Well, it's really fascinating because what I've actually noticed, I am 47 years um, wise and what I've noticed is that it is in middle age where we start to give ourselves these excuses uh. as to why we can't or shouldn't do things. Really interesting because we want to stay comfortable and we yeah. want to um, I don't know if you don't want to do something say you don't want to do it don't say mm -hmm. it's because I'm older <laughs> and can't do it do you know what I mean yes yeah. I do I'm feeling really convicted right yes, now yes good <laughs> all right well awesome so we're just gonna sit around and have this conversation we're actually in our office at my house it'll be the first podcast I've done here since the early podcast uh, back in July. Wow. So yeah. well, it's very comfortable here. Well, so thank you for having awesome. me. That is awesome. And you've got what do you have there? Um, it is a, a decaf tea. Decaf. Yes. Herbal tea. Herbal of tea. Course. Yes. Michelle, as as Mariah last week, health is a big part of. Um, other than Jacob, Jacob, you know, well, he's had his ins and outs, but mm -hmm. uh, the three of us, health is a big thing. Jacob is going to kill me for that comment. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> anyway, let's get right into it, all right? So, Michelle, first question for you. What is the greatest lesson you've learned? I would say the greatest lesson that I have learned is we go through our life feeling that the moment and the time period that we are in is indefinite and will last forever. I, I love quotes and I heard a quote recently that it's hard to see the picture when you're standing in the frame. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, we are in different chapters of our life based on our environment, our circumstances, where we are within families. And I think just it's a really good lesson to know things are gonna change. They always do. You can count on it. Hopefully you are part of that change as a change agent. But it's just it's just you're not going to stay stuck. Something is going to shimmy free. Mm -hmm. and, and I want to delve into that a little bit because you said we. Right. Yes. So what about I? Right. What about you? Right. Put well, yourself in that context. So I was a stay-at-home mom for 12 years. During that time period, I cared for both of my grandmothers. So I spent about seven years caring for both of them. So we were, we, me, I, was the primary family caregiver, power of attorney for finances and health. So in that moment, here I am, a young mother, 
having children and caring for these women, which really was a blessing and a gift in my life. Okay, let me just stop you right there. Think about that. I'm sure there are people listening who are going to listen that are in the exact same situation yes. right now. Yes. Right? So get your pens and pencils out and be prepared to take some notes here because this is the lady that's come through that and is off on the other side. Sorry right. to interrupt. Go ahead. So one of the things is I did not self-identify as a caregiver. There are amazing resources in your community through your office, area office on aging or the Alzheimer's Association support groups that provide support and resources to caregivers. I did not feel like a caregiver. I was a granddaughter, right? Just <laughs> yes. taking care of these beautiful women. So I think that for me, if I could go back in time, I would advise myself to seek out caregiver resources in my community. Because again, I didn't identify as a caregiver, so I wasn't utilizing sure. any of those benefits. Sure, that is awesome. Yeah. So how about now, again, I'm gonna go on a personal level. And you may have given it, I don't know, but greatest lesson you've learned. Just the scope of your life. What's the greatest lesson you've learned? I control my thoughts. Okay. I am in charge of what I'm thinking. So when that little naggy, you cannot do it, you shouldn't do it, voice comes into my head, that's not me. That's not me thinking that. And which sounds kind of weird <laughs> because obviously, especially That's our when, world, right? It is our world. And when we're um, alone with our thoughts, we we don't always think the most positive things. We tend to slide to the dark side. But the beautiful thing is I am in charge of that. I get to decide mm -hmm. what I'm thinking. And I have audibly said, stop, nope. Mm -hmm. If something is coming into my mind that is not serving me. Mm -hmm. Am I perfect at it? Of course not. Do I still struggle with it? Of course. But I'm so much better at it. And the results I'm seeing because of that are so strong. That's, I love that. I absolutely love that because I think, who was it? Uh, Mel Robbins, we were just talking about Mel Robbins before we started in, uh, in one of her TED Talks. I, I love this visual. She always yeah. says, if, if, if our thoughts were broadcast above our head, we'd all be institutionalized. Every single one of us. <laughs> Every single one of us. And I'll tell you something that I have said to people, the things that you think in private, like would you call someone you love those names or say that to someone that you care about no you would never be that hard on somebody so why are you doing it to yourself so how did you get your how did you get yourself to the point where you were able to start i know you said you're not perfect and nobody is at that but to get yourself to the point where you can actually start to take control of your thoughts are there any you know, tips that you could give people well i love podcasts and so I have several people, teachers that I have listened to. Um, I think the baseline is mindfulness, just paying attention, being aware. So if you can have a thought and then immediately circle back to, why did I, wait a minute, why did mm. I think that? That awareness is your baseline mm. because it's going to have you analyze that thought as and figure out if it's serving you or not. Well, I think the key thing you said there is immediately. Immediately. You have to do it immediately yeah. because otherwise, because otherwise you're in that loop, you're ruminating and you're just in that loop and boy, that loop is <laughs> deadly. Oh my gosh. The deadly ruminating yeah. loop. <laughs> yeah. It will not serve you. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. All right. Let's go to the second question. What are you learning right now? that you're super excited about. I, right now. What I'm learning right now that I am so excited about is that as human beings, whoever you are, wherever you are at, you have infinite potential at every age. Infinite potential at every age. I spoke to a group and a 92 year old came up to me afterwards and said, you know, I've heard a lot of people speak on a lot of different topics over the years. This was really interesting and I learned something. So at 92 years old, she had a takeaway. So the beauty of our brain is it's like plastic. There's this thing called neuroplasticity and it allows us to re 
uh, wire our brain, reshape how we're thinking. So at any age, you have infinite potential. So if you are in your 40s, 50s, 60s and up, you can start a business. My mother is 74 years old and she's blogging. I love that. She built her own website <laughs> from scratch. That is so awesome. The Curious Senior. Yeah. It's about senior minimalism. Oh my goodness. Shameless plug here because yeah. it's really valuable information. We'll have to get her on the podcast at Absolutely. Point. She's coming in March. Oh, that so, would be awesome. Shameless plug. But at 70 something, 74 years old, she created a website from scratch and is blogging now. So there is hope for me with my, I'm getting old and I want to be somewhere warm. Of course. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. You should, as you should be. Oh, I love it. All right. How has failure shaped your life, Michelle? And let me preface it by saying, John Maxwell, one of the things that I love, he said, failure is part of success, not the opposite. It is part of the process of having success. So failure and success are companions. So how has failure shaped your life? Old Michelle. Okay. Previous and not as an age reference, yeah. right? This is just uh, prior. Prior Michelle allowed failure to shape my life in that it was pure fear. Mm-hmm. I had such a fear of failure that I held myself back. I wasn't willing to try any anything. She got in a cocoon. I was in a cocoon, yeah. I just thought it's not worth it because either somebody else is already doing it or it's just not going to work for me or I'm not going to be good at it, so why bother trying? Which if you have an idea and you think somebody else has already done it or is doing it, talk to one of your friends about 10 people that have influenced you in your life that are political figures or whatever. Um... And they probably haven't heard of some of them. Mm-hmm. So there's there's plenty of room for everybody to do what it is they want to do. Think of how many dentists there are in your city, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, so for there's sure. there's plenty of room for everybody. So now, new Michelle, how does failure shape influence my life? That's mm-hmm. the question. Mm-hmm. I went and spoke to a group of intro to gerontology students at UNO and I opened with something I thought was really going to connect me with these young people. These, you know, these are freshmen in college. Uh, so I went with something that was kind of gross, like a, a grody <laughs> subject. And it fell so flat. It was like crickets in the room. And, um... I laughed at myself in front of them and said out loud, wow, I really thought that was going to go over better. And then, of course, they laughed. But so what I learned is just that didn't work. So mm-hmm. just do something different next time. Mm-hmm. But step out. That was your step point out. earlier. Yeah, like I, I thought this was going to be a great way to connect with mm-hmm. this group of people. There's 50 students in the room, and it was not. So <laughs> do something different. Yeah. So, so you mentioned the old Michelle and the new Michelle. Is there anything you can share in that failure journey that that kind of got you to the new Michelle? Is there an aha, or is there a little tidbit that somebody in the audience may say, "Oh, wow, that's what I needed to hear." Well, I can. I mean, I can tell you. From my journey, what it was, was I stopped drinking socially. Mm. So for me, that was what I needed, where I needed to go, so that I could have clarity of thought and some new direction for me. So, um, you know, do I have a sip of something here and there? Sure. Yeah. But it's been two years. Hey, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. So it's been really interesting to have such a different mindset than before. Oh, I can notice that because I'm I'm doing a thing after the first of the year. I said, all right, only on date night, which is every Saturday night, am I going to drink? And it's going to be two glasses of wine or two drinks, whatever. Yeah. And you know my personality a little bit. So I'm like... All in. All in. All in. So, um, and it's so, it's to the point, and and to your point, I mean, I feel so much better when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. I do feel more clarity, um, but I am so, 
like crazy on this that I will. So we're going, you know, to Denver, right. Denver for Brenda's 50th. Yes. Coming up, uh, once you've heard this, you guys, we'll, we would have come back from Denver. But um, so <laughs> we, we had date night last Saturday. So we're going to go, I'm going to go through the whole weekend now without having anything. Because we're going to be in Denver for a birthday Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. So I figure, well, there'll probably be two days in there where I'm going to drink. Then we come back Thursday. I'm going to go through that weekend. So I told Brenda, dude, 18 days, I'll only have two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and I think the, the point is that you're paying attention, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it was more of a habit. Mm-hmm. You know, I've made a two-page list of all the reasons that I would reach for a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was because, man, it's cold outside, mm-hmm. so I want to be cozy. And sometimes it's, man, it's hot outside, so <laughs> I'm going to grab a beer. So I think the key point here is what habits do you have in your life that yeah. are just on autopilot? Right. Like, you don't even realize that you're doing these mm-hmm. things. So it's just back to paying attention. Yeah. And for me, that was the game changer for my mindset. Love it. But for your audience member, maybe it's something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good point. Look at your habits. I think that is a great overall point. Look at your habits and ask yourself, are those habits serving you or not? Correct, yeah. And then and then how are they serving you? Or how, or, or how aren't they serving you? Right. And just going through that exercise, I think it can. And if you're honest with yourself, right? Uh, you have to be honest. <laughs> you have to you be, have honest, be honest, with honest yourself. Yeah. It's just you and that piece of paper or however you decide to do it. But that is so cool. And that, you know, what you talked about, that awareness and mindfulness, all those things, right? Thank you. So yeah. important. So important. Yay. All right. Let's go to the next one. Who do you know that we should know? My husband. Oh! Yes. Todd Magner. Absolutely. My rock. He has such a great mindset and way of thinking. And the way he uh, problem solves and processes information is so intentional and thoughtful. And really has been a key force in my growing. My growth and how I have formed my mindset. So, if you ever have a chance to get to know Todd and hang out with him, that he's he's the man. I will vouch. He is Todd is I I say he's such a genuine guy. You know, if you meet somebody and you shake their hand and they mm-hmm. look you in the eye right. and they lean into you and you just get this feeling that this dude is genuine. He is. You yes. don't feel any of that phony cuz I've got a big phony political radar that goes off right. from people and, and he, he doesn't have that. That's so awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love that. He's the real McCoy. The real McCoy. Yeah, he's the real love, deal. Well, there you go. I mean... And uh, he's uh, taken because he's my <laughs> husband, so let's not start Googling Todd oh, Magner. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, and it takes two, so you must be pretty special yourself. We have balance. Oh, yeah. Yes. There you yeah. go. There you go. You're supposed to say thank you. Thank you. That's thank much you. better. Thank oh, you. We have balance, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. Oh, what have you read that we should read? This is such a good book. This book literally transformed I mean it was such a game changer for me which there actually is a great book called Game Changers but that's not the book Um, I I don't think we should use profanity but it's in the title The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F dot dot okay yeah I think we got it and then some K K we're pretty smart right yeah so that book it was recommended to me by two friends that don't even know each other. Uh-huh. One lives in Portland, Oregon, and one's down in Florida. And it really transforms how your thought processes are. I think the biggest takeaway that I'm recalling right now is it talks about what is your measure of success, mm-hmm. like your expectations of people or yourself. So you either, if something, you are just beating your head against a wall continually Mm -hmm. and you are not meeting the objective. So what is that definition of success? And then what is the metric by which you're measuring whether or not you are reaching that? If that makes sense. Yeah, sure. I mean, that for me really impacted my life. 
Well, that's deep. I mean, to understand how you measure success. Again, I venture to say that's a question that for a lot of years in my life, I never really asked it genuinely of myself. Right, what's your definition? Kinda, right? yeah, yeah. I kind of went along with what society said, this must right. be success yeah. and I've got that, so I must be successful. But that is a very introspective question to ask. Yeah, the first, the first chapter is just, you naughty, you just gotta get through it. It's so naughty, all the language, but once you push through that first chapter. You guys, I just love the way she said naughty. <laughs> But then after that, it really you get into the meat. I highly recommend that book. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we've got I've got a lot of reading to do. I've got the books piling up. Yeah. Just from doing this podcast, that is fantastic. All right, I'll have to grab that one too. All right. Where do you go that we should go? Well, and first of all, go ahead. I, for my first thought is the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why is that? Well, because health is your foundation. I mean, just think well, I about you were it. Because of Mariah. Oh, mom. <laughs> no, she's amazing. She's amazing. She was really helpful for me today. Yeah, um, tell them about what happened today. So this was really cool. So I knew that Mariah had connected with you on some some workout programs. Um, opportunities and so I said wait wait a minute I want in on this action so I along with my friend Brenda your wife wife, yes (laughs) we all met up at the gym and spent an hour really just focusing on form and I realized again what are your habits how are you doing even the things that you do and is it serving you? The answer was no. Some of my form was really bad. So Mariah corrected me in a kind way. And I think it will again have a, a huge impact on my workouts mm-hmm. moving forward. Mm-hmm. But your health is your foundation. And this is part of my big message to people about how we're aging. I think once we hit certain points, we kind of throw our hands up to say, well, it's because I'm this age. Well, I think it's also important really to take a hard look in the mirror and say, what are you doing about the choices you're making for your health? What are you eating? We literally are what we eat. So how are you eating and how are you exercising? Because even if you're just down with the cold or the flu, you can't do anything. You can't do anything. So it's so important, your health. It's the foundation. Yeah, it's got to start got to start there and you know what for a lot of people I think especially I and I'm out of my comfort zone here but there are a lot of people that are kind of people pleasers yes and they will put everybody else family ahead of themselves absolutely especially as a caregiver absolutely Mm -hmm. you have nothing left in the tank but this isn't about your waistline and this really is so important for people to recognize this isn't about your pant size or your waistline. This is about your brain health and your organ health and all that other stuff will be a byproduct of your success. Mm-hmm. And what, you know, it is so confusing. I mean, I, uh, I, that would be another podcast to just talk about this whole topic of health. But literally, if you Google, mm-hmm. you know, brain health, Right. Whatever. You're right. going to get a gazillion articles. I mean, as somebody that's kind of been in this arena for, for a while, you know, what advice do you give people, you know, to, to even start to navigate that whole world? Right. I, and, you know, biologically, this is something I've learned in the last year. We are all so different. That's why some programs work for one person mm-hmm. and not another person. So my advice is do not give up. Do not give up on yourself. Oh, just do something. Just do something. Mm-hmm. And if it and you find that it's not working, adjust, course correct. Mm-hmm. Because you this is the long haul. This is your life. This is the big picture. So don't just throw your hands up and say, mm-hmm. well, that this program or that program didn't work for me. Keep trying different things until you find something that's going to work for you. And I'm, I'm going to circle back to your habits. I think that people just have habits. They don't even realize. I mean, I was hitting the candy dish at my front desk at work every day at two o'clock. Like I did. And you know, three years later, I'm like, why am I doing this? Why? 
so I'm just, oh, I encourage people, one. look at your habits, don't give up, what minor, minor little tweaks. This isn't massive action. I mean, if that's where you're at and you're ready, do it. But the little minor tweaks have that compound effect in your life mm-hmm. that will impact your longevity and your health. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. I, and it, you know, that's such a good point you raise about about habits again. And that is your autopilot, right? Yep. That is, yeah. you know, like we've that's learned. Subconscious mind. Subconscious mind. And literally, you guys, a lot of you know this, right? A lot of our habits, they are programmed into us by the time we're eight years old. Yeah, I know. It's kind of scary. Eight. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But those are the scripts that are running around in your mind. And that's how you are going to react under pressure. That's how you're going to react when you're not engaging your mind and you're not being intentional. So I think and a habit is a great place to start because mm-hmm. a habit is literally probably the best example of your programs taken over. Right. Right? I totally agree with you. Yeah. I was just talking to my daughters about confidence and reminded them that they were born whole and perfect Mm -hmm. and confident and strong and smart, right? And then the world starts coming at you Mm -hmm. and chipping away at you, which goes back to that eight-year-old programming. So at age four or five, we could pinpoint this one little girl in preschool that was unkind to my daughter. And I said, so basically, if you at 17 are feeling a lack of confidence now, you're all giving that power to a four-year-old girl, not you, the yes. other girl who yes. is making you feel less than. Yes. So I just really it. looking back at that. Yeah. Now, the, the only other place I would say that you should go, yeah. that I'm going, is the Culprit Cafe in Midtown Crossing. The Culprit? How do you culprit. spell that? I cannot spell. C? C-U-L-P-R-I-T. Culprit, like a culprit. culprit. Like yes. A, in a... They, oh my gosh, Corporate they have the cafe. most divine chai tea latte with um, oat milk. Oh my gosh, it's liquid gold. It's heaven. It's so good. I love it. Divine. divine. I love the words you use. Divine. <laughs> it's divine. I love yes. Culprit Cafe. Culprit Cafe. And what was that drink called? It is a chai tea latte with oat milk. Chai tea. I'm writing it down. It's in Midtown Crossing. So good. We have a lot of great ethnic restaurants in Omaha, too. We have a lot of great restaurants, yeah, period. Yeah, for, yeah. for a town our size, I think a buddy of mine is in uh, commercial real estate. He said, I think we've got, and man, this is years ago he told me this, but he said, you know, we have more restaurants per capita than almost anywhere in the country. I believe it. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. We like to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. So, next question. Uh, oh. So this is your final question. How would you want to add value to the listeners going forward? I know it's kind of a vague general question, but how would you like to add value to listeners going forward? I would love to add value to people's lives by encouraging them to think about what their vision of an old lady is, (laughs) or an old man, and then see if that vision is going to serve them. So so an article I recently read, this woman at age 103 won a race, a running race, and she had started running at age 100. Oh my goodness. At 100, right? So We got no excuses. There's just no excuses. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is awesome. I love that. So I'm hoping moving forward to just continue to inspire people through Inspired Senior to mm-hmm. choose aging that will serve them. That is awesome, Thank Michelle. You. And, and I want to tell you guys, if we all have stories. If you've got stories of a senior in your life that is is doing things like Maybe it doesn't have to be as grand as the 100-year-old, 103, whatever it is. Share those. I mean, leave a comment on the podcast. Michelle would love to talk to those folks. I would love to. Do I think, you know, that's what, uh, we listened to a podcast the other day, and it was of a lady who 
had everything. She just met her ideal, you know, future husband, and they were out on this beautiful, on the mountains, doing four-wheeling, yeah. and boom, in a second, she's flipping over. Oh my gosh. Ends up losing all use of her legs. Oh my goodness. Oh, I was bawling. Yeah. Did you know me? Yeah. Um, and so when she got kind of through the hospital stay and all of that stuff, it was kind of like what you just said. That's why I got kind of a chill. Cause she said, I Googled what disability looked like. Right. And the pictures and the images. Yes. It was just all this like, oh, overweight and right. wheelchair, you know, needy, all of this stuff. Needy, not independent. Yeah. So she decided right then and there that she was going to change that. Wow, that's that amazing. That when somebody started Googling disabilities, they're going to get a vibrant... Right. Pictures of vibrant people doing great things in this yes. world. Isn't that amazing? I love it. I love it. Yes. And that's what you're saying. Have a vision of what you want your senior years to look like. Mm -hmm. Even, I mean... I understand that when you're 23, 28, you are so in the thick of your growth and trying to establish your life. But look around and look and and start thinking about what do you want that to look like for you? And I think you're also saying don't go by what society says. Okay, I read this book, The Longevity Economy. Okay. We have been completely sold a bill of goods on aging and retirement. It's all lies. Yeah, baby. It's I all you. lies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, my father is 79 years old and is out traveling the country for the Census Bureau, educating census workers on how to get the census accomplished mm -hmm. that we're trying to do. He's 79. Yes. So just think about what you want it to be like for you. Have a vision of that. Yes. Get the Put the blinders on and don't listen yes. to don't listen this to world it. crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, Michelle, this has been an absolute blast. This is so fun. Anytime, Thank you. Yes. Anytime I can I spend time with you is always so rewarding and I learn so much each and every time. So thank you so much for being one of the difference makers. My pleasure. Oh. Thanks for having me. All right. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much, you guys. Good afternoon. How is everybody today? I am super, super excited today. I have one of my favorite people that you all are going to get a chance to meet. So I am, I am just pumped. As a matter of fact, we probably spent 20 minutes here just talking before we even got the podcast going. That lets you know. And that's not to say the other people that I had on weren't awesome people too. All of these people have been awesome. So this is part six in my Difference Maker Series. So again, we're looking at 10 people in the Omaha, Elkhorn, Lincoln area that are really making a difference, right? And and the people that I'm bringing to you, you know, you're not going to see them in the headlines of the newspapers and, and all of that stuff, but they are people that are like you and me that are looking to make a difference, that are looking to live out their purpose, that are looking to live out their values. And our hope in this series is if you are someone that is uh, out there and maybe you're five years ago, Bob, or 10 years ago, Mariah, or 15 years ago, Jacob, you know, the previous guests, you know, you may pick up something. So like I always encourage, get your uh, pen or pencil or whatever it is you take notes with and 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 grab that pad and get ready because there may be one thing this guest today's guest says that is going to be like oh yeah that is exactly what i needed to hear so i'm going to introduce you guys to maggie melamine maggie uh first of all i'm just going to say you have to know maggie <laughs> you have got to meet her That's uh when it's all said and done right at some point you're going to meet her i just you have to make that happen all right so she grew up in uh, northwest iowa and she's really always had uh, a passion for uh, photography her dad and granddad both uh, uh, both enjoyed that so she kind of grew up with it um, she's a business owner of course and she got the drive to own her business from her mom 
So that is very interesting there, right? We don't typically, I think, think of that, but that's a, that's a unique part of her story. Uh, from grade school to high school, you know, Maggie kind of, I think like a lot of us, myself, I'll, I'll self-report, you kind of go through the motions. You know, you just go to school, you go from one grade to another, you go from grade school to high school because you're supposed to do it. Um, so she she was just like a lot of us. She was, you know, just just going through and doing what what she had to do. She could adapt to many situations, so she wasn't like in a particular clique or group or, or whatever. And then in college, she kind of found her place. She she probably had that aha moment sometime in college, and she she knew that she was doing what she loved to do. You know, she studied photography. Um, got to go abroad a little bit and and do some art history stuff. So, you know, I get a sense from Maggie that she was really starting to feel like, oh yeah, okay, I think I understand where I'm headed now. And then she uh, she married and moved to Omaha. Uh, she opened her business, and a few years later she went through. And we might get into this at some point. Whoever who knows where the questions will take us, but she, you know, went through a little business change, but that change allowed her to kind of take a step back and kind of redefine who she was, who her business was, and what she wanted to be moving forward. So I am super excited to uh, say hi to Maggie Melema. Hello, Bob. How are you, my dear? I'm doing well, thank you. Oh, it is so awesome to be here. We're, we're actually in Maggie's studio, um, hanging out. She's got a great office and a little table. It's a great setup. I absolutely love it. Um, so let's let's jump right in here. Cool. All right. So the first question I have for you today, Maggie, is what is the greatest lesson you have learned in your life? Oh, good question. Um, I think the greatest thing that I have learned to date um, is no matter your situation or what has happened to you during the day or. Um, your prior situations you have the ability to do something that day big or small to make you the best version of yourself Ooh, that's big that's been my biggest aha because there's there's been some days where if it's the 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 three things or your i am statement when you wake up you're you wake up with intention or very you know clear thoughts of i am this mm -hmm. i am this i'm going to do this um, sometimes that's, that's the best thing that happened mm -hmm. during that day. And I celebrate that. And sometimes it's huge <laughs> and you celebrate that too. I so. love it. So give me an example when you pull that out. Oh, when I pull up, be a little more clear. Okay. So let's say you're having a day mm -hmm. and you've set your intention and it's just going kind of wonky. Yes. Do you so, know what so I mean? The, the character building days is what I yeah, call Yeah. Character. What, yeah. How do you yes. apply what you yes. said there about? Okay. So, um, uh, just making sure that in the morning, um, we've gone through this where you, you repeat who you are, what you want to be. Um, all of the, the, I am, I'm, confident I am going to make this happen today I am going to have something great happen to me and I'm going to be ready for it when it does um, and in also I my history um, I was it's more of a prayer mm -hmm. um, it, mm -hmm. it's also a statement but I've also um, physically wrote this out so in the days that you were like oh I don't want to say this you say it anyway you do it so on on the bathroom mirror I am and nice. it, it you remind yourself that every morning you see that and then it happens you I, make love, it happen. it. I so, love it I love that attitude mm -hmm. oh and you my say goodness. it with a smile on your face you have to say it with your a smile on their face otherwise you just are a robot you guys those details are very important so what you're saying is you've got to believe it right you do you just can't go through the motions like you did in grade school and mm -hmm. high school right yeah and this is real stuff during the day if if that moment happens or moments happen they build up it um big change for me is the, do something of a pattern interrupt stand up real quick and do a 360 do a quick turnaround it's crazy it works but you have to pattern interrupt that brain um those thoughts and once you do that you're like oh yeah okay good i'm good so 
So Maggie, we talk a lot about the brain, <laughs> right? We're, we're in a mastermind group together and, uh, right, the brain. Mm -hmm. So I love what you just said about interrupting the brain mm. and the thoughts. And so talk a little bit about that. Well, I, um, I, the, like the physical, so, um, been doing a lot of research and reading and it's kind of fun listening to other professionals on these topics of it, these negative thoughts and, um, things will, will physically put grooves in our brain. Mm. And so our brain likes what's easy and comfortable and it will go back to that. So, um, if there is something that I've adapted to in, in my childhood, I, I will want to go back to that. And I'm like, wait, that's, that's not right. It, so my question is, why am I listening to my fourth grade, sixth grade self and just say, nope, this is who I am today. So what got you to the point where you can act, you could actually be aware of the fact that you were, because I think so many people are in autopilot yeah. and they don't even, they're not even aware that they're going back to fourth grade self. That's a really good question. So a lot of it for me was, I, you know, like we talked about, you, you're going through the motions, you're, you're doing your everyday. And on a soul level, I felt like I knew something wasn't right. My human level just kept going. It's fine. It, it's my like the, my soul just it something's not right, but my human said, "Gosh, this is gonna be hard. This difficult. This is gonna take something out of you to step out of your comfort zone. Let's just stay here." And it's like I don't want to stay here anymore. I don't. I don't want this. And so, just that awareness and that realization helps you stand up and look around and take a moment of going, "Oh." okay, this is what I want to become better in. And um, that little thing leads into something else and it leads into something else. And and I'm excited for where it's going to lead to next. <laughs> Self-discovery step pathway, I guess. So. Well, and, 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 you know, jump in. But I, what I'm hearing is when you talked about soul and kind of knowing in your soul that something wasn't quite right, Right. That's one of the notes I'm going to take away from this is, is you know, you're in the day to day and you're you're jamming, you're moving along. If something just doesn't quite feel right, pay attention to it mm -hmm. is what I'm hearing from mm -hmm. you. Right. Pay attention to it. Stop. Yep. You know, spin around, think, get in that present moment. Yeah. And with that realization, it it really then made the move forward of I'm living every moment with intention mm. and integrity. Love it. Um, that's that was the biggest aha that I've lived with the last couple of years, and it's fun just seeing even the last couple of months of growth with that position, and I'm looking forward to the next six months of growth. <laughs> you know, it's it's amazing what what's about to happen. Can you guys sense the excitement here? <laughs> that's what we want for every one of you is that same kind of excitement that Maggie just just displayed, you guys, because that's what it's all about right it's about that awareness it's about that self-discovery it's about that yeah you can control your thoughts right it's about the only thing you can control right we can't do anything with circumstances but our thoughts we can control awesome i love it i love it all right maggie and you may have touched on this a little bit but what are you learning right now that others would benefit from like what is it that you're learning right now mm, what you say matters Oh. So what you say out loud, but mostly what you say to yourself. Um, again, it just it comes down to the the I am and then the believing it, um, because that is the stepping stone for putting yourself into who you want to become. Mm -hmm. And remembering those positive things. It's so easy to remember the negative and compare yourself and. Um, I can look at situations on from small level to big level where you become the victim, you, you self-sabotage, you, um, you put yourself into situations and in, you blame others instead of looking at yourself and, and you realize you take ownership of yourself. And um, just because of that awareness by, by what you say helps you not go down 
the way you were before or the person that you don't want to be. Mm, I love that. I love that. Not being the victim, taking responsibility, listening to that self-talk. Mm-hmm. You know, and you said, uh, you said, you know, the self-talk, what you say to yourself and believe it. You tagged on there and believe it. Mm-hmm. All right, so how do you get to the point? What if there's somebody out there, they're like, all right, I'm saying that oh, I'm awesome, but I don't really believe well, it. Well, trust me, there are those days you're like, really? <laughs> and you're like, yes, yes, you do. And it's true. Um, that Because in those moments of excitement and clarity and those, those, um, those times where you're like, this is today why I love me Hmm. when you're there you you repeat that because then we talk the the brain likes what it's comfortable with so if you can repeat that on the good days then on those days that bring in those challenges by repeating that again you're like I've anchored myself to those good moments so by saying that in that good time I can pull that anchor back when things are tough and hard because we just talked about this morning you know, it's been quiet today so those those little quiet moments mm-hmm. gonna get into this and that and I've got a lot on my list to do so stay focused get up earlier um, to clear my head from one thing to the next I walk to the end of the block got some fresh air is it's just a three little minute walk but it was enough to go okay walk back in boom set to next task mm-hmm. so so it's interesting, you know, you, it's almost like you, you're building a muscle or you're building a habit, yes. right? You're training your brain. Yes. It's kind of what I heard you say, because the brain may want to default to <laughs> over here. Well, that's, that's uh, the habits have been um, a very big lesson to me because it, it takes up to 90 days to either get rid of a habit mm-hmm. or create a new one. Um, so it's repetition, repetition. So that way it becomes that muscle memory and it just, it becomes a way of life. Mm -hmm. So whether it's something you tell yourself, something physical, something, um, and again, what you say. So back to the, what you say matter. One thing that I've learned is, um, instead of saying, don't be late, Mm -hmm. say be on time. Ooh, the positive twist. Yes. Couple little words shift. Yeah but it has that positive spin to it. So, and it, it's been a challenge in our household for even if I say something that, that's a social norm, um, Jesse will catch me and he's like, wait a minute, let's change that up. And I'll look at him like, oh, you know what I meant. And he's so right because then I get, what I say to myself matters. Yes. What we say in our home matters. Yes. So it's, it's been fun that little things that we catch ourselves on. You're like, yep, or I could say that differently. Oh my goodness, I so, love that. You know, I read a book here within the last couple of years that is one of those books that so many people said oh you need to read this so you put it on the list and then (laughs) somebody else says oh you need to read this and finally i'm like okay i'm gonna read it and it's it's exactly i'm not gonna go into it but it's exactly what you're talking about it's called what to say when you talk to yourself yes i love that isn't that a great Mm -hmm. book yes so highly recommended from maggie and i Mm -hmm. what to say when you talk to yourself Mm -hmm. oh my gosh unbelievable book yeah it will i can have a lot of conversations with myself oh, oh yeah <laughs> yeah like i think i said on this podcast if, if they broadcasted what was going on in our brains they'd institutionalize all of it oh yeah. <laughs> well this is awesome all right next question my friend how has failure shaped your life hmm so i would say um that's a very good question. And to me, I've had to look at my past and things that either worked or didn't work, mostly didn't work, and making sure I don't tell myself that it's not a failure mm. unless I repeated the same thing expecting different results and I didn't change anything. Yeah. And now it's just, you're getting into a whole different word other than failure. But um, so it's an opportunity to adjust and change and move forward is how I've had to look at that. Mm-hmm. So in my life, I've been in hindsight thankful for those because in the moments that it's happening, you don't see it as a blessing. Right. Um, but in hindsight, you look and go, that was an opportunity to show me a life lesson in this. And 
I reacted this way because of XYZ and that became a life lesson for this. And so you can really look at it and go, okay, it's not a failure. It's an opportunity to adjust, adapt, change, and move on. That is such a healthy way to look at it. I'm going to tell you because I, for a lot of years, was the guy that if something failed, I would just brush it aside and just don't even think about it and just move forward. And when I look back, I would repeat the same things again because I never did what you just said. So you guys, if you're listening to this, I don't care how old you are, write that down, right? (laughs) Stop, take a look at those failures, reflect, right? And understand what lesson there is to be learned. And I think you said, I wrote it down, as long as I didn't, as long as I don't respond the same way leading up to that in the future, then I've learned something. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. You said it so simply, but I think that is, that is a huge piece, piece of wisdom for folks. Awesome. I think you nailed that one, girl. Not that you didn't nail the other one. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Move on. Boom. Drop the mic on that one. I okay, Miss <laughs> okay, Maggie. Well, I've got a couple of options here. We could go, and I'll let you pick which one you want to go. What have you read that we should read, or where do you go that we should go? So the reading, that has been, um, so my younger self would not have been reading. <laughs> I, what would your younger self have been doing? Well, it's so audiobooks are big for me. I, okay. My mom would read to me all the time. She would read the books to me, and I would love to listen. And I can envision a movie in my head. And um, so, but when it came for self development, I didn't read a lot until about the last six or seven years of okay. life, and more so the last couple of years. Um, so there are so many directions you can go for what you want to read. But when I look back at what specifically has made a strong impact, um, it's kind of the same thing. Everyone recommends this, this mm-hmm. book. Okay. Everyone recommends Okay, fine. I get the <laughs> two by four across the head. Right. Um, but the, the book Four Agreements. Um, oh, yeah. I love that book. So that one is a great one that if you just need a couple hours front to back, very powerful um then there's been one that i'm uh, i'm actually reading a body language book what you say when you're not saying anything and i cannot remember the title right now and that's fascinating and i also just finished a book and again i have to get you the titles of this um it's it's about um taking ownership of yourself and he's actually um it's a book about origami and the fact that when you build it yourself, it could look not near as perfect as, as the, the professional making it, but mm-hmm. you, you take ownership of it and how that translates into life and how you how you build yourself who you want to be. And it's it's just fascinating. So. Oh, you know, I've heard some recent research on that, even with, you know, uh, um, you know, videos online and, and all of that stuff that really the unpolished kind of quirky, you know, do-it-yourself are resonating a lot more with people yeah. than the polished, you know, that whole it's that whole thing. Interesting that you say that because I just heard that about a musician too where he shows himself fumbling a little bit more because mm-hmm. he realized people trusted him more instead of doing the, per- the most yeah. perfect thing. Yeah. That was, that was like a, huh, okay. It's probably our culture, right? Everything's yeah. airbrushed and everybody looks uh-huh. perfect and yes. blah, blah, blah. And so people cool. are like, mm-hmm. that ain't real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, see right through yeah, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me some real stuff. I think, you know, that's it. We all want to be real. So why are we scared to be real? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Be, be ourselves. Be true to yourself. Be genuine. And that that's the biggest thing, like on, on the soul level. Um, one of the biggest things that I've learned is... You, you can change your personality traits, you can do certain things, your habits, you can change those things, but who you are, um, who God made you to be from the very beginning, mm-hmm. play to those strengths. Mm-hmm. So I found my strengths. I, I know that humility is my driver, but perseverance and determination yeah. are my co-pilot. Yeah. And there's a couple of, that. in the backseat too, and I can't 
change that. Like, yeah. That is that is me. So how do I play to humility as a strength? And mm-hmm. in, in when I'm having a character building day, or <laughs> you know, I'm hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. <laughs> what that does to me because of of that. So that can really make me heel dig, or um, you know prostitute myself not in that sense but give too much away right of of myself and then i can deplete who i am mm-hmm. so you know just so it just dawned on me as you were talking there maggie so much of what you're saying is about knowing who you are yeah yes yes and it sounds so simple and so easy but it is fascinating how much you realize every day mm-hmm. and the more you can i'm hearing you see what's coming through to me is the more you know who you are accept who you are and then start to leverage who you are mm-hmm. right that i think where that's where the superpower comes in mm-hmm. don't worry about the stuff that you're not you know surround yourself with other people that have that stuff right very much because it right? can, they can help strengthen you you can help strengthen them mm-hmm. and that that was a big aha moment for me is um I, my personality i want to fix things <laughs> i want to help others yeah. i want to fix um if i wasn't a, a a portrait photographer i would be doing you know like certain jobs where i'd be jumping into danger and <laughs> fixing the you know i'd be an emt i'd be a helicopter pilot i'd be this all of my childhood like dreams of who i wanted to be all have that um fixer saver and then um so i i can translate that into other parts of my life but my biggest aha was I need to, before I can fix others, I need to fix myself. I don't need to fix myself. I know who I am. But then you're like, wow, I realize so much about, and that helps me help others. Mm -hmm. I love it. I know the answer I want for them, but I can't give that to them. They, I have to help them see that themselves. Yes. And that's been really eye-opening. Isn't that fun? Mm -hmm. I love that Mm -hmm. because that is where lasting change happens. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, you can have that in your family. You can have that for someone you don't know. You can. Ha- it, it's just. It's amazing. Like I know what I want for them, but they can't want it more than I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a wisdom that. You see, it, it takes a lot of years, I think, <laughs> to, to get to that point. <laughs> I'll speak again. Throw myself under the bus there. All right. So, I think we've got time for one more. Um. Well, I ask this of everybody. How would you want to add value to the listeners going forward? Oh, um. You got a magic wand. How do you want to add value to people, to people that are listening to this? I'd say let's let's go back into that um, seeing yourself. Because when you can, you can see who you are meant to be and who you are becoming you can see the good in any situation. So whether you're born pessimistic (laughs) and raised, you can see the optimism and all of the good things that are around. And you can do good, you can be good. And by being yourself, by changing your world, you can change the world around you. Mm. I love it, and 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 I'm sure you've seen this in your life when you uh, when you do that, what you just talked about, maybe going from a place of more pessimism to, you know, optimism or just a different outlook. What happens to the world around you? What happens to the environment? Mm-hmm. What happens to the people? What kind of people are around you now? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that too? Yeah, very much so, and. and it's not to say that pessimism is bad. I mean, it, it has its way in my life to do good things, but it also has a way in my life when you're not being true to yourself and you're not telling you yourself those positive things to bring you down. Mm-hmm. And so you need to use that moving forward in, in a way that will help you. 
Well, well, Maggie, this has been awesome. And I can say, and I told her this before the podcast, I look forward to my Maggie time all the time. If you guys see her, she's got this big smile on her face. I mean, it is... It's truly a joy. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Yes, you, I appreciate it. And, and you guys, uh, we've got already a couple of, uh, the next two guests are already in the can as they speak. So we got it ready to go. We are on a roll with this podcast. Thank you so much. Go to lifetransform.com with a little hyphen in the middle. Put a comment in there. Uh, we'll get you. We'll get you hooked up on our email list and all those things. We've got a lot of good stuff coming with people like Maggie, that you'll be able to interact with them and their businesses as we go forward. Cool. So thanks so much, and we will be talking to you guys next week. Yeah.